0: Welcome to the Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping communities of color with emphasis on women to live at their finest holistic health by being empowered to nourish their bodies, minds, and spirit so that they can flourish as health champions. Dr. Dolapo Babalola, a.k.a. Dr. Babs, I am a board-certified family physician, health and fitness coach, and the founder of Living at Your Finest Company. Have you struggled with your holistic health, spirit, mind, and body? Perhaps you thought you had it all figured out, all for it to come tumbling over. Imagine consistently living at your finest health with information that can transform your life and allow you to triumph holistically. Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph on this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our health journeys using an exciting holistic approach, fun, fundamental and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some fun and candid dialogue. Greetings, living at your finest champions. Nice to be back with you on the Living at Your Finest podcast show. Thanks ever so much for tuning in, both to my new listeners and regulars. We're on episode 43, super excited because I have a fellow obesity specialist with me today in person of Dr. Caroline franklin Brown, such a wonderful family physician with a heart of gold and interest to help both her patients and colleagues to beat the obesity pandemic. But before we get to this candid conversation, I would like to check in with my listeners hope your week is going well i want you to know that i appreciate your listenership as it helps to promote the living at your finest podcast show so that we're healthier together a team of health champions learning off from each other so thank you for your support so it's time to hear from our expert guest please permit me to introduce her Dr. Caroline Franklin villa brown is a board-certified family physician and a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. She owns and operates Green Mountain Partners for Health and Colorado Weight Care, where she practices family and obesity medicine. She's translating her years of practice to teaching other physicians the practice of obesity medicine through her platform, Help Your Patients Lose Weight. There's no better way than to learn from someone that has walked and is walking the journey. So I'm so glad that Dr. Franka Viller is on the Living At Your Finest podcast show. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So let's get to it. i like to hear from you. I, I truly, truly love your heart. I have listened to a couple of your live, both on Instagram as well as Facebook. You want others to know, other physicians to know about how to Treat patients with obesity. So, can you share some light as to how you develop this interest?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, I know our training in some ways is probably similar since you are also a family physician. And when I went through medical school, there's a big focus on disease, right? Treating disease, solving problems once they have happened. And I found myself as an odd duck in medical school where I just wanted to prevent things. I was like, well, how do I keep that bad thing from happening? And certainly there's value in physicians save lives every day with the um, sort of traditional practice of medicine. But I, you know, found myself wondering what can I do to prevent some of these things from happening in the first place? And I'd personally always had an interest in nutrition and exercise and Uh, really found myself gravitating towards um, utilizing those. And as I went through my medical training, I really saw that the obesity pandemic was so negatively affecting people's lives and that by helping people change their relationship with food and increase their movement um, and prioritize and learn about their health that I really thought I could solve a lot of the problems that I was seeing. So I went into my family medicine training um, with that in mind and was very lucky to um, have a program that supported my interests and and did a lot of obesity training, even in residency and um, hit the ground running as soon as I finished my training doing this. And Now that I've been on my own practicing obesity medicine for seven years, I just realized we need more people doing this. We need more boots on the ground. And I meet more and more physicians who are interested. They want to have these conversations. Maybe they've had their own personal journey to improving their health. Um, Maybe they've even done some studying, some training to help people uh, with their weight and with their health more proactively, but they just haven't seen it. They don't know what it looks like in in clinic. They're just not quite sure how to implement or what it looks like because we quite frankly just aren't really trained on this. And so um, my goal right now is to really translate my experience into helping other physicians do this for their patients because i think the, the physicians want it and i know the patients want it too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why i connect with you so well because of that interest for nutrition and just well-being and practice medicine which is just put a band-aid on a patient, just give them medication and forget core issue behind the chronic disease, the etiology of the diabetes or of the high blood pressure. So i i really connect with you on that level. And I'm even more inspired that this started during residency and you had that opportunity to to foster that that passion. I, I truly agree with you that many programs should start from residency. As a matter of fact, during COVID, the um, obesity organization actually approached me as a clerkship director to give us some of their resources to help with medical students training as well as residents. And they really took to the information. And that was where I actually decided that I was going to pursue obesity medicine, because I was between functional medicine or integrated medicine. And I really saw the need for obesity medicine, because we're not touched much of that in medical school. Can you share some light to how you're going to accomplish this great goal and task that you have before you?
1: I think there is a lot of education that needs to happen on some of the, the foundation of it. And one of those things is that there's still a lot of bias towards weight in our society and it's just a present in medicine, if not more sometimes. And there's a attitude, a mindset, a belief that people who struggle with their weight um, are you know, making the wrong choices, they're lazy, they're not doing the right things, they don't know what to do, they're not going to change, they're not willing to change that it's their fault. There's just a lot of bias. And for those of us who, you know, work in this field and and help people who, you know, have struggled with their weight, what we know is that physiologically this is not a character fault thing. This is not a laziness thing. This really is physiology. Our body is designed to gain weight. It is not designed to lose weight. It fights that very strongly and that If we approach this from a medical standpoint, we really can help our patients and get rid of that stigma and bias that patients have towards themselves and really actually make a difference. So I really think the very first step is making sure that sort of everyone in the medical community is aware that weight is a medical issue. It is a physiologic issue. There's biology going on that makes it hard to lose weight and makes it very easy to gain weight. And that when we approach it from that way, we really can make a lot more progress.
0: I, I'm speechless because I think that is correct. The attitude, we we need to start from within. I think to what you said, the point that in the healthcare system, a lot of providers just don't feel that it has anything to do with willpower or skill power. They just feel that, yeah, people are just obese because they just keep eating. Uh, I had a patient that was 400 pounds and she just kept whipping because she said, Her her orthopedic surgeon said that you just need to stop eating. You you need to control yourself. The obesity disease itself, it's it's complex. It's uh, biological, physiological. It's everything that comes in hormonal. So we need to get that point from the very get-go. And once we get it, then I think physicians are liberated to be able to help their patients. So it's an attitude thing. And I think once we take it back, the work that you're doing, educate providers and let them see and understand the complexity of obesity and how to manage it. I think that that will definitely encourage us to be better providers to to our patients.
1: Yeah. And some of that may look like physicians actually doing more of this themselves, meaning doing some of this education and implementing it in their clinical setting in various levels. But sometimes it might just be recognizing that it's not your scope. So for example, the orthopedic surgeon may say, you know, I know there's a lot of new things with weight and I'm not an expert in it, but I know there's people who can help and here's a list of those people. And so instead of, you know, the very quick advice that's often we'll eat less, exercise more, or even worse, you know, just have some self-control, right? So, um, you know, we don't have to all be experts in this. We can do the level that we feel comfortable with or that our knowledge is for. But if we can just recognize that we don't have the answers and help our patients find the person who can help them um, in an appropriate way, then, you know, that is going to actually lead to change.
0: Right. Absolutely. I agree. So just know where your limits are and don't discourage patients and just refer them. And as family physicians, that's what we do best, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: We are the the bridge, you know, that connects everybody together. Yeah. Because for that patient, I mean, I I must be honest. I really thought for many years, because I've had my own weight, diet, back and forth struggle. And I I always thought that it was, oh, I, I can be more disciplined. I can be this and that. Until I started to unravel and realize that, okay, what's happening to me, it's more than just the willpower issue. And discovering that for myself made me understand that I needed, in lack of a better word, repent of telling my patients that, you know, calories in, calories out, that it's a little bit more than just that hope and pray that we can get the word out to specialists and to more people that, you know, want, have a desire to, to dive in a little bit more into obesity medicine so that they're more comfortable with it. How do we, how do we start that process? Because I'm in academic medicine and I'm that provider. So I am really glad that you have a course coming out in June and I've definitely given an opportunity to share more about that. But you see, I'm in academic medicine and even though I run my practice 15-20 minutes, I'm not able to cover everything that I need to cover within that time frame. So can you share how that will look from your experience? Yeah, I think number one
1: would be I'm, I'm in my own private practice, and I do a lot of advocacy work. And I, I do think as physicians, we need to, you know, stand up for the limitations of what we can do a little bit more and If you can't do something in 15 minutes, like I I think we need to get more comfortable with saying, I cannot do a good job at this in 15 minutes. But I think, again, that first step is not blaming the patient, right? We do more harm to our patients when we do that. Psychologically, that's gonna keep them from being successful. So if you don't have enough time to do it well, at least don't do harm right so i actually think it would be worse to give very flippant quick advice that might be something like eat less exercise more and so if it's not something you can do within your setting it's just never going to be logistically possible you really should be referring to someone who who can do it but i also think there is ways that you can do this in in a quicker setting and so sometimes that is referring people to appropriate resources um, and I think getting history is something we often miss when we are talking about weight. So, you know, if someone comes in with ankle pain, we are going to ask some questions on that, right? As a family physician, well, how long has it been going on? Did you do anything to hurt it? Um, has it ever happened before? What's making it better or worse? We're gonna get this history, and that helps us in our brains think, okay, well, is this gout? Is this a sprained ankle? Is this tendinitis? Um, is this a, a broken ankle? You know, we're we're thinking through based on that history. And this seems really true for weight. So we want to hear people's story with their weight, right? Is this something they have struggled with since childhood? Is this something they started struggling with um, in young adulthood? Did they start with menopause? Did it start when something particularly stressful happened in their life? Did it start when they were on a medication? Are they still on that medication? So really getting that history before giving advice. And so that may look like bits and pieces. So, you know, the first time it comes up at the appointment, you may just get that history and say, okay, uh it sounds like x y and z has contributed to your weight but let's get together again in a few weeks and we'll kind of figure out how we're going to address that right is there some medications that we want to utilize and then let's talk about how you're eating right now so get that nutrition history so telling people to eat less or eat more vegetables may not be the appropriate advice right the person may be eating lots of vegetables eating a really healthy diet so maybe they just have like uncontrolled snacking after dinner. Maybe they're actually drinking a lot of alcohol. Maybe they didn't realize how much sugar is in their coffee that they're getting every day. And, and a lot of other things are great, but they just have one or two things. So when we get that diet history, then we can help them pinpoint. And then sometimes you get that diet history. And this happens to me as a specialist where I'm like, huh, well, it seems like you're kind of doing everything right. This is kind of been one of those unknowns. We don't know everything about weight. And so then we, we try to tweak things. And If you're in a clinic where you don't have as much time, that may be where you do have to refer, right? Where you're like, your your case is a little more complex. Maybe you should be seeing an endocrinologist or an obesity specialist or someone else. But I think getting that history is something that we often miss. We don't find out about what the patient's story is with their weight. We just assume, right? They're eating too much. They're not moving enough. They're, you know, they don't, they're not putting in the work, right? Um, And then finding out what they're actually eating because sometimes there's low hanging fruit. It's really easy to help them make a few tweaks um, and then sometimes it's more complicated and, and you may have to help them come up with a um, more structured plan um, or again refer them to a dietitian, an endocrinologist, an obesity specialist, or someone else who can really help them um, get a little more detailed on things. So I think, you know, there's problems in medicine that we can solve quickly people come in with an abscess and we drain it and we give them some antibiotics and like, woohoo, like feels great we fixed that problem, right? Um, But sometimes people come in with problems that are more complex and we're gonna be seeing them um, very long-term and obesity is one of those complex problems. It's like treating depression or treating heart failure um, or treating addiction. It's something where we're gonna be seeing people on a frequent basis and they're going to need, you know, more than a quick answer. Yes, yes.
0: I mean, you hit the nail on the head, it's, it's not one of those acute visits that you're going to just take care of it all in, in one visit. So it's important that we understand the complexity of the condition itself and take out the bias, like you already said, be informed about what you know and the extent of what you can um, you know, educate your patient on, but also ask questions, do a more in-depth <laughs> query about their lifestyle and what they're eating. Thank you for your support to the Living at Your Finest podcast. Friendly reminder to please subscribe on iTunes if you have not done so already. Share the podcast within your circle of influence, and please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. We've had seven years of practice. Can you share with us what's been the most rewarding and most challenging? Because it sounds like you have like uh, a design that has worked perfectly and you have great reviews. So can you share what will be, because again, I'm one of those providers, you know, that I love now that I'm empowered to do more with my patients that struggle with their weight. We've always, we've been taught, as you know, that Is the person first and not the disease. So we don't say the obese patient. We say the patient that, you know, has a weight issue. Can you speak to some of those challenges as well as rewarding aspects?
1: I'd say it actually, it can, it can be very, very fun um, because often people come back and they've made a small change you've suggested, or they're now taking a medication or, um, whatever is working and they come back and they're very excited to see change and to feel better or to stop a medication and and to just, Um, feel empowered about why they're struggling with their weight. But I would say equal times it is, it's really challenging and it's really hard and um, it's an emotional thing for a lot of people because they have a lot of bias and they have a lot of stigma and they blame themselves when they're not successful. So that's very hard for me to see when my patients come in. And even if I think they're successful, sometimes, you know, they, until they're a normal BMI or a size six or whatever they have in their head, they sometimes don't feel successful. So Um, that can be very challenging. I'm definitely a cheerleader kind of always pointing out the benefits to my patients and always there when they're struggling. Um, But it definitely is a condition where um, people's weight is going to go up and down in many cases. And so being there for people, um, I think really ends up being uh, powerful in this. But I, I guess in the end, I have many people who've just been so grateful for my approach. And that is what is so powerful. So um, one particular story that this is more on the family medicine side and how, you know, weight bias can be um, so harmful for our patients. But I had a, a lady who came in for her wellness exam and she was, I think, in her 60s and um, her BMI was, I don't know, maybe like 32 or 35. And, um, we're doing all her physical stuff and I ask her how she's eating and she eats a really wonderful diet. It sounds really balanced and, um, you know, like a, a perfect way of eating, although there's really no perfect way, but it, it sounded, it sounded great. Um, and I ask her about her exercise. She does an hour long workout video every day. Um, and know as we're talking she says well you know I, i actually already lost like 70 pounds about seven years ago and i've kept it off and i was like that's amazing you know that's wonderful you did it all on your own you're still doing it you're exercising an hour every day you're eating this really balanced diet that's working for you that's great Um, I was like, let's get your blood work. And if it looks great, which I think it will based on everything you're saying, you don't need to lose more weight. And she was just shocked because she was expecting as her family physician that I was going to say, look, your numbers not the right spot at the chart. You need to lose more weight. But what was missing is, you know, if I hadn't found out that she had lost 70 pounds seven years ago and has kept it off, I might have given that advice. But at the end of the day, I mean, she really had optimized her health and losing more weight. Number one may not really be super possible for this person based on physiology. She may have to cut down what she's eating to such a restrictive place that, it, that it's not very feasible. And she was healthy, right? She was healthy at that weight. That 70 pound weight loss was, um, the most important thing for her health. And she actually sent me a thank you card a couple weeks later, um, you know, just saying how grateful she was for how I had handled that and approached that. And so that's, I guess what this should look like, right, is that you find out information before you counsel people, because sometimes people have already done all the right things, and they're doing the right things, and they don't need to lose weight. And I think recognizing that is is equally important. So some of those are those powerful stories where once we um, really recognize the stigma and the bias and focus on the individual patient in front of us, and what uh, they need to do further help that this can be just a powerful field to be in.
0: Yes, yes, thank you for sharing that. Stories matter, they certainly matter for us to dive in and find out on the individual level what's going on, what they've been through, and you, you mentioned healthy at that weight. So we're looking at matrix, right? We're looking at what's your blood pressure saying? What, what, you know, they're non skill victories. So, yes. what do you, do, you know, so it's not just about the, the, you know, I know we talk a lot about BMI and the skill, but what's about those non skill victories? Do you have enough energy? Are you sleeping better? You know, so I, I I'm, that's really powerful. Thank and you. I
1: love the non scale victories that in my experience is what keeps people going. So when people feel good from the lifestyle changes they've made. When they realize that a certain food gives them reflux or makes them feel bloated or makes them feel fatigued, it's much easier to avoid it than when it's just labeled as a bad food. And when people feel good because they're exercising, they're more likely to keep doing it. So I love focusing on those non-scale victories because I find that that's what um, keeps my patients going. The numbers on the scale, like that's just not, at the end of the day, um, it's just not rewarding.
0: Right, right. And same, likewise, you know, both personal, as I mentioned, I had my struggles and until I had to figure out what was going on, especially taking the course last year, it was amazing eye opening for me to understand the concept and also to translate that with my patient care and making them understand that, it, you know, culture says the scale or size six or a size, you know, two, but it's really about individualized and understanding where, where you're at. So that, that is definitely liberating. I am curious, though, about what you will say, you know, it, we're all about living at your finest. So what would you say, you know, if you had to tell your younger self? Because you're an expert, obesity specialist, you've been working for seven years. I just started, even though I've always loved nutrition, but I just had the poor understanding of how, you know, I used to think it was just willpower until I understood that obesity on its own is a disease it's just like diabetes that you would take care of so my question to you is what would you tell your younger self now that you did not know
1: (laughs) well when I look at my younger self you know of the teenager or something just like everyone else like I bought into the calories in calories out certainly you know until I really also did did the training and learned the physiology you know in in residency probably even I'm sure I had some of that mindset and I think once you learn the physiology, it's clear that it's not people. And then I think reflecting on my own personal habits, that I, I haven't struggled with my weight. I have always been interested in healthy eating. I have exercised almost every day of my adult life. So I have done those, those healthy things. But I also sometimes, you know, I have people who come in and they describe eating the same way I do, and yet they're struggling. Right. And so you know, um, there's nothing special about me. My genes are different. My biology is different. Um, and so I think recognizing that when you hear someone's story and you're like, wow, we, we live the same life and you're struggling with this and I'm not, you realize that it really is biology. It's not, it's not just how hard you're working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have it in my own house. My, my youngest, my, my sister just eats everything and she doesn't gain anything. Why do I have to gain weight? So it's different from one person to the other. That is very important. Well, I would like to give you an opportunity to share your program with us. I want to hear more about how we can get in touch with you. I think we've had a great conversation about why physicians need to get on board. And, you know, if that's not the desire to specialize in obesity medicine, just be aware that it doesn't suffice anymore to tell your patient calories, calories out. There's a little bit more than just what you see that meets the eye. And we definitely need to be able to refer to the appropriate places. So I don't know if you have any last patent words, and if you would like to share how we can get in touch with you and what your program entails.
1: Yes. So, uh, the program I'm launching is a, uh, a course, it's a toolkit that really helps people jumpstart using obesity medicine practices in their clinical setting. So it's going to be all the nutrition plans I utilize for my patients, which includes sort of healthy balanced ones, keto, intermittent fasting. Um, so there's a mixture of options that patients can use, um, handouts on exercise, handouts on, um, behavior change, there is an intake form, basically everything you need to, you know, walk into clinic on Monday and print things out or um, send them to people electronically and, um, and start this practice. And then along with that, there is a course where you're actually going to get to see me interviewing patients and showing what that looks like. So what do these conversations actually look like? How do you talk to someone about diet? How do you talk to someone about the medications? Um, And so you'll actually get to basically, it'll feel like you've spent a couple days in the office with me seeing what I have done and that you just walk out with your own toolkit to go do it yourself on Monday morning. So that is uh, what the course will look like. And then in the meantime, you can find me on uh, the website, helpyourpatientsloseweight.com. That's also my Instagram handle, Help Your Patients Lose Weight. And then on Facebook, I am Weight Care Consulting.
0: That's amazing. Can't wait for your program to come out because I definitely would like to take advantage of of that program. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time with us, Dr. Um, Franca Villa, do you have any last parting words before we No, thank on?
1: you so much. It was so fun to talk to you. I uh, love getting to be in touch with other obesity specialists. We're still, there's not nearly enough of us. So fun to connect and um, hopefully we can all work together to help our patients lose weight.
0: Absolutely. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, to all our listeners, I hope that you have picked up some great nuggets just as I have. I'm really excited and so looking forward to putting an end to this obesity pandemic. It's, so until next time, I want you to remember that you should live at your finest holistic health because you need to, you deserve to, and you most certainly can achieve it. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you will be transformed to take actionable steps to triumph at Living at Your Finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, please join me on Facebook and YouTube at Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we learn together hashtag healthier together friendly reminder to subscribe on itunes if you have not done so already share the podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review i would love to hear from you of note The words and other content provided here or in any linked materials are not intended as medical advice and does not reflect those of the organization that I'm employed by or affiliated with, but serves as an educational platform to all matters pertaining to health and personal development. Even though I'm a family physician, I'm not your physician, so I'm not previewed to your specific needs. Well, until next time, take care and God bless.